Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives, all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. So be it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, thank you. You may be seated. Amen. I realize that an imagination sounds like maybe something new age, but you know God gave you one, right? But it only imagines what it's been programmed to imagine. And if you fill yourself with bad things, that's what you imagine. But if you fill yourself with the word, that's what you imagine. Just to, just to give you a little, I'm on faith so much, right? Just to give a little insight on faith. If you got a good washed up mind, and you're, you're renewed, you'll hear like, I hope this doesn't sound crazy, but you'll hear like, well, something really bad economy is going to happen. Gonna, you think, man, I bet there's a lot of opportunities in there. <laughs> you have a totally different mindset than gloom and doom. You see everything as an opportunity instead of a problem. It's just something that when it changes, I've said this to you before, I can drive through a town and it's destitute and I look at the buildings and the storefronts that are all closed, and I think, I wonder what I could do with that. What what I can do with that over there? It's how you think when you see that way. And then you go do the research and use your wisdom. And if it's not right, you don't do it. But, but you might find something if you look. You might find something if you take the time to look. You got to be a looker. Scout the land. Scout out the land. Somebody should say so be it. Amen. <laughs> Scout out the land. I've looked at more things I didn't have the money to buy. But they expanded my thinking. Then I gradually got there. You should always look at something bigger, even if you might not want it. You know, some things you don't, they just aren't what you thought they were anyway. You don't need them. You know, what are you going to do with an 11-bedroom house? You, need just two people. you just want work to do? You're just going to work on that house the rest of your life? No. <laughs> it's a wrong calculation, right? You want your freedom to do, serve God, do what you want to do. You never want your imagination to put you in captivity. You see, I use all, believe it or not, I think like this all day long. My checks and balances run all day long, you know, but I never stop imagining. I never stop thinking, wonder what I can do next. Wonder what we can build or wonder what we can do. It's a great life. I have a lot of adventures in my head of what God can do. He said, meditate on my word day and night for it is life to you. Life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Life. It's hard to have life when there's nothing to look forward to. That's why you've got to guard, keep your heart with all diligence and keep it pure enough to imagine something pure. To the pure, all things are pure. You can put them in, in a really bad place and they'll find something good and come out of it. I like that. And you're never stuck. There's no corners. Can't get cornered with God. Amen? Well, we're, gonna, we're still on uh, Dominion. You know, I told you I've been reading Dr. Summerall's books again. It's just good for me. Reco uncovering, you know, when, when it's kind of like using tools that you didn't use for a while. How many of you guys use tools with no one talking about? You got some tools you haven't had for. That's really good. I'm glad I bought that, you know, years ago. <laughs> well, it's good to review your, 
your uh, foundation? Because I think all your battles are really won in your foundation. You can do some great things, but the, 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 when the pressure's on, you've got to have something strong. And your foundation has to be strong. Remember I said last week about the unknown, that God is in charge of the unknown. So when you press toward God, he's got the unknown. He's got it for you. Turn to uh, oh, Numbers 13. We're going to start out with the promised land stuff today. You know, I'm sure you've heard it a million different ways. But I, I keep rereading the story. <laughs> you know? I reread the same stories in the Bible repeatedly. And every time I do, I get more faith. I get stronger. So it's, it's kind of like saying I ate one meal and I'm good for my lifetime. It just, it just doesn't work. You, you, you have to feed yourself regular. And you didn't eat the same thing two days in a row, did you, before I have eaten several things like that. Sometimes you eat the same food because your body needs it. And your body gets strengthened in that, in that area. Numbers 13, verse 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation and the children of Israel into the under the wilderness of Panato, I guess, in Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, they told him and said, We came into the land where thou sentest to, sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Obviously, that's the giants. Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites, this is all five, five enemies, that dwell by the sea and the coast of Jordan. Now, what I thought was really interesting about this, Moses took a big risk, or God took the big risk. Being a, having leading and, you know, not wanting people to get defiled, a lot of reports when you think they're going to be wrong, you don't tell everybody what they're going to be, but God... Why would God tell Moses and the elders and the people all at the same time? I think it's risky. But there are times you have to do that. It's not withholding information, but when you're a daddy, you don't tell the kids they're going to shut off the electric when they're five, do you? I hope not. I mean, you've got to dwell with people according to knowledge in different ages. Why do you want to terrorize your house? You know, with something that might not even happen. You know, you, you know you're probably going to solve the problem. But God takes the risk of telling the whole congregation at one time. Now, I personally believe it was a location meeting. How many of you know what a location meeting is? When you just lay it out there, and that way you just know where everybody stands. They're high risk. They're high risk meetings because people are going to fall on one side of the fence or the other. Now, the thing, the thing that separates deliverance from taking the land. When God wanted to deliver Israel, he sent a man, Moses. Shadow of Jesus. When God wants to deliver you, most of the time, he'll have a deliverance person, a deliverance anointing, or apostle, or a pastor, or somebody that carries a mantle to get you out of your sin. You repent to them, etc. There's a deliverer involved. You can't deliver yourself. That's why all that secret stuff that you don't want to tell nobody that haunts you, and you still do, you got to come forth and tell it sometime, not because anybody needs to hear it, but you need to get it out so God can purge it out. It's just, it's just a principle. You can't deliver yourself. 
You can clean up yourself, but obedience, you know, purifies your soul by obeying the truth. But some fortresses that might be from your generational curses, you're going to need some help. And you, you just got to expose it. And that's why pride makes a mess of your life, because when you're proud, you don't tell anybody, so you got to live with it. And you go to church, and you go out and be defeated, and you hate church, and you hate life, and it's no fun, because you've got this chain around your leg that's hidden, and only comes out once in a while, but you know it's there. And you have to be willing to expose yourself to the light for that stuff to go away, but that's another teaching. And Pastor Rena's real strong in deliverance anointing, so it'd be really good if you, when we have those kind of services, that you just jump in, you know, and get in there. So anyway, so when God wants to deliver, he sends a man. He's Jesus being the shadow, um, J- Moses being the shadow of Jesus. He sent Moses, he sent Jesus. They were both deliverers, right? Now you would think, why can't we take the land? If God can deliver two and a half million people by one man's anointing, why couldn't they take the land by that same anointing? That's why people think, well, you know, the leader ought to, the leader ought to, no, no, that's not the pattern. You can get delivered by one man, but when you want to take the land, you've got to have a corporate agreement, period. It's a buy-in. That was a buy-in meeting. Are we in or are we out? It was to settle it because if it's not a buy-in, you really can't take the land. Uh-oh. Nobody see it looks like you can't take the land unless everybody's in, or at least some people are in. You got to have a group of people that are in, that bought the, bought the ranch, bought the vision. Uh, like I said, a deliverance anointing can get a lot of people delivered. Now, God heard their prayers. Remember in Genesis, or excuse me, Exodus 3, God said, I've heard their cries, I've seen their affliction, and I've come down to deliver them, and he sends Moses. So God heard their problems, and he sent a man to deliver them. And it worked, right? Everybody should say amen, it worked. Now, when people pray, God comes to help them every time. That's why some of the People you think are the worst get their prayers answered because God, you pray to God, you, you, you ask him for help, he usually comes. Now these people were in captivity 400 years. Why? Because of sin. Their captivity put them in prison. Put them, you can sin enough that another nation can take over your nation and you're slaves to them. And if they want to, they'll take you to their nation and you'll be slaves in their nation. If America ever could get that, they might quit the nonsense. Because I, I particularly am not interested in being overtaken, nor am I interested in being taken captive into another country and being a slave. You'd think that, would, that one line ought to be enough to make everybody repent and pray right there. Yeah. It ought to literally scare the, the hell out of you if you got any in. It should scare you to think that that's possible, but the word never lies, and God is not a man that he should lie. If it's written, it could happen. Not, I'm not telling you it's going to be ominous. I'm just telling you if it's written, it can happen. And the measures that it takes to interrupt it today are the same measures it took 4,000 years ago to interrupt. I realize we're in a new day. It's grace, 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 but you can't do what we do. I mean, my kids have grace, but if they wreck a car every night, they're not getting another car. I mean, there's no more grace for that. There's no keys for you, right? So you have to just stop. You can, have, you can love them, but you're not going to give them a car. Anyway, the two and a half million people were in captivity. 
God killed the whole army of the Egyptians practically. I'm sure there's a few soldiers left. But he couldn't change the will of his own people. He could kill a nation, but he couldn't change the will of one human. Do you realize God made the universe? And we don't know how many galaxies there are. You know, scientists just keep finding new ones. And then we've, we learn things about outer space that we don't even know what to do with. I read that stuff just because I like to know. I don't understand it, but it, I, I got to admit, it blows my mind, the stuff that's out there that God made that we don't know anything about. But he can't change one human's will. You talk about free will. I can make a galaxy, but I can't change your mind. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.